Welcome to What's the Play, and in this episode, we got a loaded episode full of NFL playoffs and a little uh, off-season news that's coming up. Today is January 25th. It's going to be a good day 2022. for 2022. Actually, uh, tw- yes, it is 2022. Did I tell you about that? The other day I was looking at chicken, and I thought it expired a few months ago. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I thought it was October of last year, but it's actually this year, so I ate it. It was also like, had ice all over the chicken, so I thought it was nasty. But I ate it anyways. I sure it just ice. melted off, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. What's the worst? A little water? Exactly. Um, it's been marinating. <laughs> in water? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's just a little, it's just a little soggy you now. It's fine, it finally aged. Actually, I think it's still in the air fryer. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I did that once. I actually, I accidentally forgot chicken in the air fryer. I remember that. Yeah, let's not talk about that. For a that. couple days. Uh, well, for our YouTube viewers, we are in a new, new recording spot. It's a pretty nice. It's a uh, underground location. Yeah, this is our uh, hideout from. We've been forced to relocate to the suburbs of Korea. Yeah. Um, we're on the run <laughs> from multiple different people: FBI, CIA, and uh, SWAT. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into our first few topics today. We're going to be covering division recap. Division round of the playoffs. Yeah. Then we're going to go in the AFC and NFC championship games. And then we're going to talk about some realistic trades that's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's, they're not going to happen. No. <laughs> it's oh, just man. funny. It's one of those, like, I saw it on uh, Instagram and I was like, this is clickbait. So we're going to go over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Division playoffs, The best baby. divisional round that we ever done seen. And I wasn't really watching it because I had family events. You Idiot. I I watched you it. You literally have one job. Like I was keeping up with it, and then I watched most of the highlights afterwards. But it was sad because it's still different when you don't watch it in person. Yeah. I think next time I'm just not gonna go to family things. I'm gonna keep my family out of my. Because like I was, I would have been happier if I would have watched the games. Yeah. You know, because it was probably the best divisional round. Yeah. And either a long time or ever. Yeah, I think um, that's for a couple of reasons. Mostly because of the upsets. Yeah. Like, we had three out of the four games the underdog ended up winning. Yeah. And also, they were all close at the end. Yeah. So, like, not every game was close throughout. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, they kind of got better over the course of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, still, all ended, with, like, on the last play of the game, so... Yeah, for me, it was the parody from the wild card weekend, which was probably one of the worst wild card weekends yeah, in a I while. Agree. I agree. Just blowouts. And then, like you said, all the games ended on the last play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can talk about each one. The first one, which one was that? Cincinnati and Tennessee. That one, it was funny because it, like, it was really good. And then people were like, wow, that was that might have been one of the best games this playoffs because like how bad it was right. or how bad the playoffs have been. Uh-huh. But that was probably, looking back, the worst divisional, you know, like it just got better from there. Yeah, like I said, I think they got better each, as each game went on. So, looking back on it, it was like, wow, that was a pretty good game, you know. But yeah. then it's kind of everything else that was like, no, nah, that was the worst one, probably for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you think was the best game? I think the last one, the Chiefs and the Bills. Was yeah, the best. I think that's consensus. It was pretty easy. Poor Josh Allen. Yeah. And uh, overtime rules really screwed them over. Yeah. But what are you going to do? We're next? getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here. <laughs> so uh, I think for – did you watch the Cincinnati versus Tennessee? Uh, a little bit. But once I saw Derrick Henry wasn't his self, I was like, oh, this this isn't going to end well for him. Uh, yeah, and I think um, – I mean, he started hot, and then it just kind of showed his Right, humanity. he didn't play horrible necessarily. Yeah. I just um, 
He wasn't Derrick Henry. He wasn't. Yeah. 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 I don't know how much of that was honestly his injury or just like not playing. Yeah. So anyway, but past that, I think obviously the. I think if you flip the court, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like the difference was just the quarterbacks, honestly, in this game. Yeah. Because Ryan Tannehill um, had three turnovers. Joe Burrow did have one, but at the end of the game, he made the plays and Ryan Tannehill didn't. Yeah. You know? I mean, he had that, uh, it's like a 20 or 15 yard out to Jamar Chase, which pretty much won them the game. Yeah. I mean, like they say, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere. Just throw it up. Yeah. Um, also, probably the best quote of the divisional weekend. Evan McPherson said, "Well, guess we're going to the AFC Championship game." First of all, I hit don't a game like that. winner. I, don't I, like I liked it. I hate. It. I, I would have like been it. better if he would have missed it, though. True. It would have come out. No one would have said it. No, they would. Uh, you think? No, I don't think anybody would have said it. Uh, yeah, probably not. Just because, like, that would have been so Joe embarrassing. Burrow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's. I guess it's fine. Like. Which like you, dude? You play for the Bengals and you're a rookie kicker, like. Yeah, I think that makes it even better. Like the guy that should miss it, ten out of ten times. The guy who missed is like, like the most confident a person. Of game-winning field goals this year. Yeah, was the most confident person in the world. Yeah, and then I mean, I guess he drilled it, so good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I will say I think that Joe Burrow hype is kind of. I don't know if it's going too far, but. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Like I saw some people online calling him like top five, et cetera. Yeah, no. But uh, I do think that he's he's definitely uh, the hype is real. But yeah, not, I agree. Not to that extent. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's funny because his weapons are great, even though his O line is awful. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of funny to which one is it really Joe Burrow? Is it really the or is it really his weapons, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit of both, but what? which one really takes the cake? Yeah, and um, I think that – let me think. Because Cincinnati took the early lead, and they were kind of winning throughout until Tennessee brought it back and tied it up. But then, the obviously, the Tannehill interception on what could have been the game-winning drive for Tennessee ended up leading to the game-winning drive for Cincy. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much all there is to say about that one, you know? Yeah, let's move on to my personal, I think, the worst game of the weekend just because of how, like, piss-poor execution was on both sides <laughs> on, like, special teams and everything. The 49ers and Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like he didn't care. Out th- I mean, like, he did care, but he just... The game was so weird because, like, it's not like Aaron Rodgers had, like, five turnovers, right? He yeah. just wasn't making the plays that he usually does. And then, like I said, the special teams really won that game, literally and figuratively. Yeah. I don't and think there's any other way around. The, the special, special team scored all the points for the 49ers. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Like, obviously there's more to special teams, but even like the special teams, they blocked the punt, and the ball was just laying on the ground for like five seconds because no one knew where it was. <laughs> like, yeah. it just doesn't like... I think that a lot of that has to do with the snow that they yeah. were playing in. yeah. Especially towards the end. But, um, I mean, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Mostly because, like I said, it was an upset. And it was like, uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say this is the biggest upset that we saw. Yeah, I so, agree. So, well, is it an upset? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 0-4 against 49 Yeah, but I mean, it's the one seed, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the reigning MVP. 
at home. That was more shocking than the Bengals beating the Titans, the number one seed Titans first year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, honestly, I didn't mind it because, like, the, well, the first three quarters were not interesting, but then basically the 49ers just won the game within, like, the last five minutes of the game. It was honestly crazy. Yeah. Because, like, they had no business even – they had no business winning the game, and then they did, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, the only person you can blame is the Packers, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, they allow a block punt, which is bad enough. They go three and out on what could have been the game-winning drive for them. Yeah. Um, And they don't even, like, waste any of the clock. So then San Francisco can get the ball back and basically not even have to do anything – other than what they probably wanted to do, like they're out of their game script, you know? Yeah. Like they called a bunch of run plays. Uh, they picked up a third down, or a, yeah, first down on like third and six or seven yeah. with Debo, who was playing on like one leg. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously some people are going to say this is kind of like the story of Aaron Rodgers' career, which is... He did what he needed to do in the Packers. The they kind of, the of did let him down, which I yeah. do think is true. But at the same time, like... Score more points. Well, I was going to say, Jimmy G... If I don't think Jimmy G is good, but he did lead the 49ers down to at least get three on their last possession, which Aaron Rodgers didn't. And I know that Aaron Rodgers has a limited amount of weapons, but he still had a pretty good offensive line in front of him. Yeah. And he has maybe the best receiver in the league. So like I was I was gonna say I think the whole Aaron Rodgers discussion of he doesn't have enough weapons is kind of it's kind of blown out of water for the past couple of years because like you said he does have the number one wide receiver in the league he's Aaron Jones AJ Dillon's weapon and like the wide receivers he does have like they're not amazing but like Alan Lazard is good yeah and then MVS and all of them are pr- like they're solid wide receivers they're not what Aaron Rodgers probably wants but like. Not every quarterback gets what he wants. Yeah, and I don't think that, like, it's not like those guys wouldn't be starting for a lot of teams, you know? Yeah. Like, if you took the – you wouldn't trade this receiving core for, like, the Jaguars. Yeah. Or, like, any, like most teams. Yeah, that's what – yeah, I So, agree. at the end of the day, um, yeah, the Packers are the Packers still. And personally, as somebody who doesn't really like the Packers, like, I'm kind of just tired of them – doing mostly because this is what they've been doing the last couple of years you yeah know? It's, yeah so i thought it was entertaining to watch yeah i mean obviously it was entertaining but i was saying out of the four games yeah it was, in, it was the least because you know special teams won it yeah. instead of like having aaron you know whatever yeah uh we can move on to our next game the bucks and rams a very exciting game that started piss poor just awful well, blowout for one team, yeah yeah well, I'm saying like the game watching it wasn't that fun to watch because it was kind of one-sided. And yeah. then second half was pretty fun to watch Tom Brady try to make another great comeback, but you know, for me it was perfect short. because he did it. Yeah. You know, like it was like it's I think it's always fun to watch like the the champion. Like it's like it's fun to watch teams like beat Alabama, you know. Yeah. So it's fun to watch teams like dethrone Tom Brady a little bit. Yeah. So um yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, big shout-out to Matt Stafford, who finally had kind of a legacy game out there, more or less. Yeah, I mean, 100%. So Finally making a playoff run. I mean, he was one of the only players on their team who didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, Cam and Akers the was the trying game, to give it away. At the end of the game, he won it for them big time. So Yeah. It was funny I thought that to, was awesome. It was funny to watch because Tom Brady gets 
most of the calls, but going down the stretch, he wasn't getting the calls he usually gets. Like Mike Evans, the targeting against Jalen Ramsey, usually. Well, Eric Weddle. Yeah, 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 Eric Weddle. Usually, for some reason, good or bad, it falls in the way of Tom Brady. Just I feel like leg- like over his legacy yeah. that has happened. But that time, like it was a close call and it didn't go his way. Right. And then, well, I actually think they got it right, but no, I do too. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like usually they get it wrong (laughs) in Tom Brady's way. Yeah. I was actually surprised that the officiating wasn't garbage. Yeah. Cause last weekend it was. Yeah. So it was kind of surprising. Yeah. And then, uh, he actually got a, uh, a uh, personal what what was it? It wasn't taunting, but he was talking to the refs. Yeah, well, he was just screaming. Yeah, at the yeah, he they finally called one on him, and then uh, I mean, there are a couple calls like that where he usually gets those to bail him out, and mm-hmm. that time it did, it just didn't happen for him. Yeah, so that was interesting to see. Von Miller had a pretty pretty good game. Yeah, game of best best game as a Ram, I would definitely say. Yeah, and he's undefeated against Tom Brady now in the wow. playoffs. I didn't know that. That's impressive. Actually, I don't know for sure if that's true, it's but like he, the long. last time he was in the playoffs was like when they won the Super Bowl. So I do remember that game. He so, was raw uh, dog and Tom Brady. Yeah. So that uh, that was just a little thing that kind of made me happy. It's kind of funny, you know, they're on different teams and everything now. But yeah, um, yeah, not much to say about this. I don't think it was just I a it comeback. Was very, it was good. Very good game. Yeah, the only thing that was a shame was how depleted the Buccaneers' weapons were. Uh, missing Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah. I think the only reason I bring that up is, I mean, all injuries suck in the NFL. And seeing both teams at full potential is best case. And I feel like the Buccaneers were more depleted than usual. I agree, but I'm I'm still not feeling bad for them though. They still had Mike Evans and Gronk and OJ no, Howard yeah, and all I that. totally agree. I also I think the biggest injury is probably a Tristan Wirfs. Oh because yeah. their backup was getting well. Just then their raw backup dogs. got hurt too. Yeah, and then he was getting even more raw dog. Like <laughs> that's why Von. I, that's why okay. That's why Von Miller had such a good game. I remember. Because I remember he was just, like, bull rushing him, like, laughing in his face, like, you're a child, I'm a man. Well, yeah. He did come from both sides throughout the – but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. whoever was going against the third-string right tackle was not <laughs> – Was having a good having game. problem. Yeah, even Leonard Floyd got a sack in there. Yeah, so uh, – Happy for the Rams. Not yeah. really. I don't care about any of these teams anymore. Oh. Uh, happy for good football, and that was that was a good football team out there. Yeah. Better team one. Cooper Cup for MVP. Oh, hell yes. A hundred percent. Matt Stafford did drop it in the box and it made a perfect throw to Cooper Cup. And then Cooper Cup actually got rained out. And it was a questionable down. decision to like launch cover it. Cooper Cup with a safety at the last play of the game. But, yeah. you know. Also, should we? Well, no. I'll save this for when we talk about trades. Okay. Okay. Do uh, you want to talk about the last game of the Yeah, Chiefs-Bills. Chiefs-Bill. How much of this did you see? I probably saw if... On a scale to one to a hundred, probably saw like twenty three percent. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so for me, watching this game was like the Bucks game had just ended, right? And then this game comes on, and you're like, man, can they possibly be as good as the past three games? You know? Yeah. And it was actually better. Mm-hmm. Like it was close throughout the entire game, back and forth, many lead changes. Yeah. Looked like a couple of times that Kansas City was going to pull away. But then the Bills made a couple of big-time stops, got themselves back in the game, and actually took the lead to a point where they probably should have won the game. But then, obviously, 
13 seconds was uh, plenty of time for Patrick Mahomes to go a full drive and get three points, even though it's not enough time for the Dallas Cowboys to run one play. Yeah. Um, and so the two, Chiefs won. My two favorite things that came from this game was I saw ESPN win percentage. Did you oh, see yeah. this? Yeah. Where it was like Chiefs by 80%, and then I think, no, it was Bills. No, it was Chiefs 80%, Bills 80%, and then Chiefs 80% Like right. after like three plays. It was insane. And then afterwards, uh, Travis Kelsey was giving an interview, and he was like – I didn't run my route. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes, like there's footage of him saying like, do it, do it, do it, Kelsey, do it. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I got this. And then they got the first down, the set up the, the game-tying field goal. Right. Uh, to send it to overtime. So that was fun to watch. And then Tyree Kill is just a menace to society out there, just outrunning everybody. Throwing up the peace sign when there's two players in front of you. Yeah, I did find it funny that... Uh, supreme disrespect. Yeah, did you see the meme about uh, NFL's like, we're going to keep taunting, we're going to take taunting uh, seriously, and then t- If they would have called taunting that. right there, I think that the NFL might have exploded. I agree, I agree. For yeah. sure. Uh, but overall, it was a really good game. I think... Huge shout-out to Josh Allen, though. Yeah, I was just Played about to the say, game of his life. I mean, if you look at that game, there's clear... There's two best quarterbacks in the league, and those two were on the field that night. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, they were just playing out of their minds. Yeah. They really were. Um, the fourth down conversions and stuff were just insane. Yeah. So, big shout-out to him. Sucks for him because I thought I mean obviously a lot of people thought that they were finally gonna do it and beat the Chiefs. Yeah, because you know it was like the whole story was like they remember last week they destroyed the Patriots to get here. They're ready and they looked like they were. You know, I mean they probably but they like it was just a couple of questionable decisions at the very very end that I think lost them the game, like. <laughs> not squibbing it, just kicking it straight out of the end zone so that no time comes off the clock with 13 seconds. Yeah, not what I would have done. I would have. You would at least hope that they would. You would make them return it. Yeah. So that some time could come off. Not covering Travis Kelsey and allowing him to just run straight up the seam and get those yards at the end of the regulation. Yeah. Also questionable. And then single covering him again in the red zone with a linebacker, even though it is Matt Milano who's a good coverage linebacker obviously didn't work so it's on one hand i want to say that the bills should have won that game but at the same time it's you can't you can't just forgive the the questionable decisions you know yeah well and the coin toss kind of decided it towards the oh yeah nfl overtime rules gotta change we're definitely gonna do you at least gotta give the other team a chance we're gonna do another segment on that in a future podcast but uh that one's gonna be a good one because there are so many better ways to do it than making a coin toss honestly i wonder how many times they would have went back and forth I think I personally don't hate it as much as most people because I think like defense is part of the team culture and winning championships. I agree, I agree. But even I, who you know don't doesn't hate it as much, still thinks it's ridiculous that the Bills don't Bills offense doesn't get a chance. I agree. Yeah, I mean that's just how they were built, you know, to go score points, and they yeah. weren't allowed to do that. Their defense was also on the field for like an hour in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah. So when they went out, th- I mean. Did did you have any doubt that the Chiefs were going to score after they got the toss? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, just how did they even get to third down? 
I think it I was think that they did. whoever won the toss. I had no doubt they were. Because I agree. Both but, offenses were just rolling. Well, yeah, and both defenses had just been on the field for like ever. Yeah, it is funny to think about uh, looking back that they were like Stefan Diggs and Tyree Kill, and they kind of like showed who really is the best wide receiver in the league, right? And it's not like Devontae or Hopkins, like people think. It's like Gabriel Davis, like he was just <laughs> out there killing it. Yeah, that route that he had on the long touchdown was disgusting. Yeah, disgustingly bad or good? Just, just good. He yeah, made Mike Hughes like looked like he looked Touch. like he punched him in the face. Yeah, um, yeah, just an amazing game all around. And hopefully next week's there's gonna be more games like that. Any final thoughts about Bills Chiefs? Uh, I think last thing I'll say is that watching that game, it kind of felt like whoever won that game might be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Oh. See, I don't even think it's a might be. I think it's hands down, like, by so, seven points if you're making that, odds. Um, that game was great, but we might want to temper our expectations because those might have been the two best teams left. Yeah, I do think people, like, I saw a lot of posts online about how that was a Super Bowl pretty much. And, like, it wasn't, but it kind of was at the same time. Yeah. It's definitely, I think that was definitely the AFC Championship right there. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't see, I mean, spoiler alert, but Cincinnati going up against either of those teams is going to be a uh, tall task. Well, it's a good thing you bring that up. That's a nice transition. Let's oh, talk yeah, about that AFC Championship game, the Bengals versus the Beefs. Who's going to win? The Chiefs, hands down. I mean, I don't think it's a discussion. The Chiefs are favored probably by, I don't know, seven. I don't really know. At least, yeah. I don't look at sports the, odds. The Bengals make did them. beat them. In the regular season in in Cincinnati, yeah, but I will say they got a couple of lucky breaks on that one uh-huh. that allowed them to do that. They chewed the clock all the way down from six minutes to zero, um, and they did that because of like a couple of penalties, like automatic first down penalties, yeah, and like just like not necessarily getting lucky because obviously they executed, but that was like. Everything fell in their favor, the best possible outcome in every turn on their last drive, and that's what it took for them to beat the Chiefs at home. Yeah. So I say all that to say that uh, I think that it would be shocking to see them beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. I just think since they played the Bengals in the regular season, the Chiefs' offense is just rolling, and the defense is more stout than they were when they played. Like every aspect of the Chiefs' team has gotten better. Yeah, but like they've I only mean, got... even even though that Chiefs the Chiefs well, that was at the end of the regular season the Chiefs were putting up like I don't know what the final score was but the Chiefs were not having a problem scoring in that game either. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying like the Chiefs are probably playing the best football no, they've yeah, played yeah, yeah. in a while. You know, yeah. like they're just un- looking unstoppable, especially after the game against the Bills. Uh, score predictions. Uh, I don't know. I'll go. 38 to 30. I'm going to say 35 to 21. I think the Chiefs win by two tutties. I'll just, I'll hope it's close. How do you think I'll it's going to go? Like, do you existence. think, do you, because the, who, uh, who, someone had like 12 sacks this game against, I think it was against the Bengals. 12 sacks? Yeah, I think so. It was like a playoff record or something like that. Like one guy? No, no, as a team. The Titans had nine sacks. Uh, maybe it was them, but they had like they're just raw dogging Joe Burrow. But I think I I thought I saw something where they like broke the NFL record for most sacks in a single game by a team. 
Whatever, it doesn't matter. I just think Joe Burrow's just gonna get raw dogged more by uh, not more than the Titans, but like it's gonna keep happening. Like that O line just didn't get better. Yeah. And I think the Chiefs are playing with their head with their uh, heads on fire and they're running around there. Hopefully they get healthy. Maybe Tyron Matthew comes out and plays. I don't know the status of his injury. Yeah, he had a concussion, so he's probably gonna be there, but you know, it's not. So for the sure. Chiefs are just gonna get better and I think surprisingly with how bad their defense is, they're playing really well. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that the the Bengals' path to success is their wide receivers versus the Chiefs' corners, mm-hmm. and if they can you know score a lot of points and then maybe get a few turnovers because like obviously the Chiefs have been on fire, but they've they did force three turnovers against Tennessee. If they can force like one or two against the Chiefs, then maybe you can just get it close enough in the end to. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, if no, they want to win, that's the path to doing it. I agree. A few turnovers because it's not like Patrick Mahomes is known. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is known to take some risk. I wouldn't and, be surprised if the Bengals came out and started with the lead early in the game. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but honestly, in this game, I think it's going to be one of those games where we're all like, saw that? I mean, like, yeah. like whatever happens, we're not going to see coming. I would sense. be fine with the Bengals winning. I would love the Bengals winning just because it's something new. Yeah, NFL. I mean, the Chiefs. This would be the third straight Super Bowl. Yeah, but don't you also like Tom Brady? Yeah, but it's different. No. Tom Brady's an old man. I feel bad for him. He's got a walker out there. You, did you see his his uh, forehead? It was like gushing, right? And he was like covered in blood. It's like that JJ Watt photo. I'm pretty sure it was just like a little spot on his lip. No, actually. no. Someone actually got a gun and blew his brains out. No, I think what he hap- what happened. He didn't was even he get bit a call. His own lip actually. No, it's not that. He got his teeth knocked out. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about this game? No. Okay. Let's move on to the NFC Championship game. The Rams and the 49ers. Personally, I think this is one of the lamer NFC Championship games in a while. Really? I like it. I just feel like these teams have played each other Yeah, that's true. a lot already, right? Well, yeah, they played each other twice this year, yeah. And this is the Rams' eighth in-division game, right? Because they played the Cardinals and they played their division six times or whatever. Uh, so I think it's going to be a refined game where it's going to be like chess moves, I guess. But I don't know. I think the Rams are going to win. And I think they're going to win handedly. And I think the 49ers, really? yeah, are going to like put up a fight, but they're going to run the ball a lot. Well, Sean McVay has never beat the 49ers since the, being the Rams head coach. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's going to change this weekend. I I tend to agree, but I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. And I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be the better game of the two because these are Ooh. two of the best offensive-minded head coaches in the league. Yeah. And like you said, the chess moves are hopefully going to be on full display. Yeah. So um, I have two things I want to say. A, it'll be interesting to see what what happens with uh, Debo, right? If he because towards the end of the game he's he's banged up. If he's hurt yeah. or not at a hundred percent, I think that hurts the Niners in a big way more than anybody else getting hurt on that team. And then B, the two games they've played before were against teams that weren't playing at their best. I think that was obvious to say uh, with the Dallas Cowboys just, you know, being awful. And then the four, the Packers just not being with the Packers were the season, right? So how good is the 49ers actually? Did they just get two cakewalks, right? Or are they the real deal, you know? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, but I think also the f- 
I could say the say I feel like you can say the same thing about both teams where they're kind of playing as good as they have all year. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's bodes well for the matchup. And I think it's uh, Debo is a tough case because he was playing hurt, but like he still made more plays than like anyone else on the both teams at the end of the game. Yeah. So I think if you get Debo at like more than like if he can play at the level that he was playing at the end of last game, then you'll take that. Yeah, I agree. You know? But um, obviously, yeah, he's a huge, huge factor in this one. And then Andrew Whitworth, I would also say, is a big uh, question mark because if he plays, that's going to do a much that's going to do wonders for the for the Rams on the offensive line. Yeah, and if he's not, then that's going to be pretty much an area of weakness that I would imagine the Niners are going to go after with how good their pass rush is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Andrew Whitworth, he's a young lad. He should be able to recover. He's yeah. only early 40s, right? Yeah, he he's probably going to gonna, early. He'll probably at least take some steroids and get in there. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, last thing I want to say, uh, it's kind of funny to see these two teams because there's not really big storylines, right? Because like Matthew Stafford might be the biggest storyline on the Rams about how he's like making this playoff push, even though the NFL media like hated him and was like all slander against Matthew Stafford when he was with the Lions. And then the biggest thing about Jimmy G is like his love life outside of football. Like there's yeah. no cool storylines in this game for the commentators to talk about. So how how are they gonna do with that? I don't know. I mean. I think the the divisional thing is the most the biggest storyline. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, so you think the Rams are going to win by a, a pretty good margin? Yeah, I think. And but I think it's going to happen uh, consistently over the game. I think by like halftime they're going to win. They're going to be up by like seven, and then by the end of the game they're going to be up by like seventeen or something like that. I could honestly see this game going either way for me. For me, I think. The, I think. You can go. I think it honestly kind of comes down to who plays the best in the fourth quarter, honestly. Yeah. For me, I think what's going to happen is the Rams are going to score early and often. Not often, but early. And I think they're going to just keep consistently scoring, and I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to keep up with them. I I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I just think that – I'll put it like this. I think that one team is going to have the chance. I don't know if they'll do it for sure or not, but – to win the game on their final drive. I could see and that. I think that will be the difference. Yeah. Especially in this playoffs, anything could happen. Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this game? No. Playoffs are ending. It's sad. Johnny Hecker. We only have three more games left in the NFL season. Four. Yeah. Pro Bowl. <laughs> three. Yeah, three. Oh, that's sad. And then we got to wait another, like, six to nine months. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. We are going to be talking about realistic clickbait trades that I've seen on on uh, social media. On social media, obviously, I've seen these, and I was like, "This probably won't happen," but it, it'll be fun to talk about because it's like realistic, but it's also like clickbait because cool NFL trades don't usually happen. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I don't know. The last last year we got kind of lucky with like Stafford actually going to the Rams, yeah. Julio going to the Titans, even though that didn't really turn into anything. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring these up. You're gonna tell if it's it could happen, okay, or if it will happen, or like kind of give your thoughts on that, and then you're gonna tell me who wins that trade, right? Can I just first say something really quickly about Aaron Rodgers? Yes. 
If Aaron Rodgers sticks around in Green Bay after this, then I no longer put any stock to anything that he says. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that. Be, well, okay, keep Because going. he made a big deal about last year where, you know, like he's like, I mean, we all know, like he didn't like the weapons. He didn't like the Jordan Love pick. He didn't like et cetera, et cetera. In a year where they were 13 and three, went to the NFC Championship game and lost. Yeah. And then this year they came out and like you know he was happy seemingly, comparatively, to where he like you know he was at the beginning like in, around draft season we all thought you know he was gone. Yeah. And then sort of towards the end of the year people were thinking you know maybe he's not going anywhere especially if this team wins the Super Bowl, and then they went out even worse than they have the last two seasons. Yeah. So basically, I'm I'm saying Aaron Rodgers either needs to uh, it's time to put up or shut up, you know, yeah. with this whole complaining about the Green Bay Packers thing. Like, yeah, I think it's honestly getting to a point where if you're the Packers, do you just say like, tell us what you want? Mm-hmm. Because like he's kind of holding them hostage, you know, with the whole quarterback situation, and there are going to be a lot of moves that are made depending on where he goes, like Devontae Adams and players like that. Yeah, you know whether or not they want to extend him. So, uh, I think it's just time for him to put his money where his mouth is, you know. Either leave or admit that you're, you know, bluffing. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, I think he is going to leave. And just because I think... You're, you're kind of right. I think there was a period during the regular season where things kind of got happy and they were winning. It was good. But then after that, just awful performance by everyone else on the Packers. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers didn't do that good. I just think he's... They lost their last two games. What do you mean? Oh, they the lost season? the Lions. Lions, baby. But the Lions are a for real team. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think he's leaving. And I think the Packers are kind of like... Saying like we want him, blah blah blah, like we want to keep him. I think kind of, they kind of want to get rid of him too, just for the point of their cap is awful right now with his extension because he's making like forty million like all in one year, and that's like an insane number for like his cap hit, right? And then they don't have money to bring back pretty much anybody, and I think they look at this and they might want to see a rebuild and a way for them to get draft picks right now. Yeah, well, I think the reality of this situation is their team is highly paid. Yeah. Because they have some pretty good players. Mm-hmm. So, like, he wants good players, but not at the expense of his own salary. Yeah. You know. But then if they don't have good players, that he doesn't want to be there. So, you know, it's kind of... It's kind of like a pick your poison a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have the right to want better players or a smarter front office because I'm not saying the Packers are a smart front office. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you have Devontae Adams, like how much better do you want? You have David Bakhtiari, one of the best linemen in the league for like the last couple of years. Yeah. You have a pretty stout offensive line in general. You have a good running back room. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier, but the whole argument of he doesn't have weapons is overblown because, truth be told, he does have good weapons, and he has probably better weapons than most teams in the league, right? Because Cumulatively, yeah, for yeah, sure. Even, like, we kind of talked about it earlier, about how even the wide receivers behind Devontae Adams, they're not amazing, but, like, what more do you want to ask for? They're, I mean, they catch the ball, they run with it, like, that's what a wide receiver does, and that's what they do. Yeah. I mean... I think five years ago you could have made that argument, 
But with the growth of Devontae Adams and with the accumulation and the investment that the front office has made, they've done a good job of putting pieces around him. Yeah, and I think it's a little bit unfair to expect the the Packers to be able to assemble like a Buccaneers or Cowboys type receiving core yeah. when they're they also want to be like a competitive team, you know? And like uh, you can't necessarily like it's it's just less likely to get like you I mean you know you don't get Jamar Chase because you're drafting in the bottom five every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and somewhat. If they you have a really good offense, that means you invest into your offense. But at the same time, your defense suffers. Like their defense, they have a good defense for a reason because they can they need they don't need as much on the offense because they have they have uh, Aaron Rodgers to make up for that. So they invest in their defense. Yeah. And if their defense was allowing forty points a game, he'd be complaining about that. Well, I mean, they were for a couple of years, and then you know, obviously, that's kind of what got Mike McCarthy fired. Yeah, I just feel like. Aaron Rodgers being bad. I, mean. I think Aaron Rodgers is a crybaby, and I think he's gonna nitpick everything because I don't know. He thinks he deserves more, even though in the I NFL, definitely just think it's a grass is greener on the other side type situation. Like, when it usually isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think the the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is tired of Green Bay. I guess like their front office. He's just something about them rubbed him the wrong way. So. I think that well, I, that's what I that's what it seems like. So it's I think it's now it's time for him to take his stance and actually go with it. You know. Yeah, I agree. I do so, think he needs to stop dancing around. That I think idea. that's all I really have to say. Just hold out or put out or shut up or retire. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with that. Put it's your money like, where your mouth is. I guess. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't. I want to. I I think he's good. So like, I'm fine with him playing. But at the same time, you know. Yeah, but is he that good? Because, like, sure, regular season he's good, but what does that matter when in the playoffs you go out and put, what up, 10 points, 13 points? I mean, at the end of the day, that's your fault, right? He <laughs> lost that playoff game for them. Well, I know we talk about special teams, but at the end of the day, you got to score points. I don't care who, what defense you're playing. you got to go put up points, right? That's your job. And he did not execute that job to his full extent. And I think... He should be cut and not be on an NFL team. Because if you put Gardner Minshew out there, he would uh, go put up points. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, just piss poor performance by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I think he probably is going to go to the Broncos. That's my prediction. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you want to give a prediction? Uh, you think he stays or goes? I think he's got to go. I think he's got to go too. I think it's between, for me, like the Broncos and Steelers, and I don't think the Steelers trade for him. I don't think they're that type of organization. I th- yeah. I'm trying to think of who else is there. I don't really know. I get, Yeah, I think the Broncos are the favorite right now. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about these NFL trades you've got schemed up over there. NFL trades. So what you, do you got? In the- you know the rundown. You're going to tell me if it's realistic yeah, or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. And you're going to tell me the winner. All right, NFL trade number one. Falcons receive 2020 first round pick oh, from the Eagles oh. for Calvin Ridley. Hmm. I saw Calvin Ridley's uh, name floating around the Patriots, not the Eagles. Hmm, interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Falcons are such a weird organization. Like yeah. sticking with Matt Ryan, but trading like Julio, and if they traded Calvin Ridley too, that would just Mine is bizarre, thought. but at the same time, like, I don't really know what the Calvin Ridley situation is, you know? Like, yeah. he missed most of this year for personal reasons, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying that mental health isn't a real 
thing. But at the same time, like I don't, I can't think of a time that a player has done that. Yeah, you know. So I don't know how much of that is like if he's just going through like a horrible family situation, or if he's kind of uncontent with the Falcons organization. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think that. I don't know. I mean, I think for me it's easy. I think the Eagles win it. Oh yeah, uh, the Eagles would do that a hundred percent. I'm just trying to think of it from like the Falcons situation. I actually think they both win it because the Falcons clearly, clearly it's not working for them. And I think it's kind of like last year. Either you do a rebuild or you just make that playoff push. Right, and but they're I committed to Matt Ryan, though. Yeah, I mean, poor Matt Ryan. Yeah, but, I agree. But I think at the end of the day, you got to rebuild. Screw Matt Ryan. All right. <laughs> uh, so that, that's kind of my train of thought. I think they got to commit to the rebuild, trade their best players. Which Eagles first round pick? Their first round pick, the Colts first round pick, or their, the other one? That their they first have, round, the 49ers pick. one. Okay. Their first, their first round. Okay. Yeah, and I think the Eagles have a first round pick, and clearly drafting wide receivers aren't their forte. Well, that's you can say that. Well, I will. Let me take that back. Devontae Smith was a good pick, but you know their other. Picks Pretty much every other one's bad. Awful. All right, next one. Yeah. This one's probably my favorite one. Eagles receive a fourth-round draft pick from Pittsburgh for Gardner Minshew. And I think this Automatically, is Automatically, I love any trade with Gardner Minshew because I, the fact that the amount of quarterbacks that started multiple games this year not named Gardner Minshew is insulting. Yeah. And I honestly feel like the Eagles traded for him for some assurance because of they thought Jalen Hurt, like they didn't know. Yeah. But now, so I, nece- I, don't, I guess I don't blame that for them too much for that necessarily but like you gotta he's gotta get in a chance you know yeah his only like if his only chance to start in the nfl was with the 0 and 17 jaguars or whatever they were 1 and 16 115 doesn't matter you know you get the point yeah that's just that's crazy you know yeah i think it was not that bad yeah i think this is easy because getting a Getting Gardner Minshew for a fourth-round pick, I don't think you're going to be able to find that in the draft. No, right? absolutely not. And then the Eagles, like you said, they're committed to Jalen, so why don't they need Gardner? So I think this is actually pretty realistic, and I think they both win. There's a number of teams that I think would benefit from getting Gardner Minshew. Especially for a fourth-round pick. Yeah. All right, next one. Mm-hmm. This is quote-unquote realistic, a little bit out there, but interesting. 2020 first-round pick from Washington to the Panthers for Christian McCaffrey. I don't like this trade. I don't like it either because a Washington has they Gibson. have Gibson and McKissick. Yeah, so like I don't think they are looking. They're in the running back market. I think it is a little interesting to talk about Christian Christian McCaffrey being traded because yeah. he's so he's been injury prone the last two years and he has on a massive deal. Yeah, so I think that is interesting at, but at not, a running back position. Yeah, but not for the 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 football team I don't think yeah I think this is more for a team that before the trade deadline is making a hard playoff push and they feel like this is their time to win yeah right? like the Bucks or whatever well I was thinking, I think that's a team that trades for Chris McCaffrey oh I was thinking like just a team that's looking for like an influx of talent like Miami or yeah something like like I don't know yeah. Yeah, a team that doesn't have a good running back. Yeah, already. basically, like yeah. if you have the cap space and you don't have a great running back, why not get Christian McCaffrey? I agree, but so I, I don't mean, think the, this is realistic. The football team, Justin, they—I mean, Antonio Gibson's only in his second year, and it's not like he's been banged up or bad. No, he's been good. Yeah, so yeah, I I I like the idea of Christian McCaffrey potentially being traded. I don't know how much I like that from the Panthers' perspective. 
But I could understand if they're kind of ready to go in a different direction with how unavailable he's been. I also don't think he they'll get a first-round pick for him. And, I mean, I'll make this quick so we can move on. But I think, yeah, I think at the running right. back position for a guy that's been banged up with a huge salary, I just don't I don't think that's realistic for a team to pay a first-round draft pick in a league where draft picks – a first-round draft pick is so valuable. Yeah. I agree. Moving on to the next one. This is a big one now. And I find it interesting. Oh, we got breaking news. Yeah, Sean Payton stepping away. Leaving the Saints. I saw that. I was thinking that was we, very could, interesting. we could talk about that after this. This uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Texans res- receive two first rounders from Cleveland, a second rounder, and Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson. I think in this trade, I think the Texans win it, but I don't think it's very realistic. Deshaun Watson is another one where, like, I really don't know what's gonna happen. You yeah, know? like exactly. Like he because, could go to jail or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And like, if he goes to, obviously, no one's gonna trade for him if he's going to jail well i actually don't know if he can go to jail because i think they're just civil lawsuits well you know you get the point if he's guilty that's rough yeah if deshaun watson is a registered sex offender i don't think that anybody's trading for well i could be wrong yeah obviously we've seen some pretty crazy things mike vick i was gonna say big ben but anyway um but this uh, situation is a little bit different because there's like several women no it is i'm just saying yeah but I feel like until we get some clarity on Deshaun Watson's situation and his availability, like we still haven't gotten a ruling from the league whether or not he's going to be suspended. Yeah. So until we get that, I honestly I can't see the Texans trading him, and I don't know. I like the idea, I guess, of the the Browns getting Deshaun, but it's hard for me to talk about it be like just because like he's might be. Yeah, I think my like thoughts are play again, if the Texans get a seventh rounder for Deshaun Watson, it'll be worth it for him. Because, because he's not playing? He's not playing at all, and he said he's not going to play. He's sat, sat a whole season. Obviously, they're going to get more than a seventh rounder, but pretty much anything in return, especially starting caliber quarterback for two first round and a, two first rounders, that's a steal for him. And I think the Texans win it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for the Browns too, but and that's pretty much all I got to say. Yeah. You want to keep moving on? Yeah. Okay. Vikings. We don't get a lot of time left. Yeah. Vikings. First rounder and a seventh rounder to the Broncos for Kirk Cousins. Uh, first rounder and a seventh rounder. I think this is good because I think the Vikings need to. I mean, it's the Vikings aren't in a rebuild necessarily. They're yeah. more in a we got to rebuild while reloading because I just don't think Kirk Cousins is the answer for them, and I think. I don't think the Kirk Cousins is really the answer for anybody. I think he's a good I was going to say, I mean, if you're the Broncos, I don't hate the, the Kirk Cousins thing just because of how bad your quarterbacks have, have been. Yeah. But I feel like with people like potentially Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson available, potentially, Yeah. this offseason, this would be kind of a letdown, you know? I also feel like Kirk Cousins had Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Like, yeah. what more and Dalvin Cook. do you want from him? And they yeah. still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't think that this would make the, the, the Broncos a lock for the playoffs either. Yeah, so the Sean Payne thing, that's just insane, am I right? Yeah. So uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but... uh, Yeah, we're uh, three weeks out now. (laughs) Uh, Well, this has been another episode of What's the Play? Are you sure? I think so. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening. 
Listen to us on all different platforms, including uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Google Podcasts. Hell yeah. Del yeah. That's right. This has been another episode of What's the Play? Any last thoughts, Eli? Till next time. See you guys later. Bye.